Welcome to the Daily Devotion with Pastor Terry Reynolds. It's so good to be with you today as we continue along in the Gospels. The greatest story ever been told. Actually, it's the story of the life of Jesus. I hope that you're enjoying this as we're looking at it chronologically through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. As we hear today in Luke chapter 7, where we're, we're to be talking about Jesus as he's anointed by what is considered a sinful woman. The story picks up for us in verse 36 as we read, Then one of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him. And he went into the Pharisee's house, and he sat down to eat. And behold, a woman in the city who was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at the table with the Pharisee in the Pharisee's house, she brought an alabaster flask of fragrant oil. And she stood at his feet behind him, weeping. And she began to wash his feet with his tears and wiped them with the, the hair of her head. And she kissed his feet and anointed them with the fragrance of oil. What a beautiful, beautiful picture. Jesus entered into this fellow's house, who was a Pharisee. As he sat there, this woman just was drawn to Jesus, and she came in, and she had this very expensive oil. And of course, back then, to be, have your feet anointed with oil was something so special. And she just was so filled with emotion that she started to worship Jesus. She was kissing his feet, massaging him, you know, put oil upon him and, and just taking good care of him. You know, I find it's interesting here that they called her a sinner. Of course, th- that was a very common name for Gentiles. But the story, we believe that she was a Jew, but she was a person who wasn't well th- thought of. It's interesting, last week, as we were in the book of Leviticus at church, we came across the sin offering there in Leviticus. So we talked about the use of that word sin and sinners, and it really came from an old English word that was used for a game. The game was normally a bunch of fellas would have their bow and their arrows and in the quiver, maybe they have four or five of them apiece, and they would run this hoop up on this pole, and they would get it up quite a ways, and they would shoot. They, and the whole idea was to shoot their arrow through that hoop up in the air. And if you made it, you hit the mark. If you kept, if you had, out of your five, if you had uh, missed one, you'd say, you've sinned. You missed the mark. And so where that's where the idea of sin came from, missing the mark. Not intentionally, but your desire to hit the hit that mark but missing it, and so you sin. Well, the story would go on, and those who would lose the event, let's say if you made four out of five, and your buddy, two buddies that you're shooting with made five out of five, but somebody else made three out of five. Well, he was the loser, and he would have to pick up the tab for the meal or the drinks or whatever, and he was known as a sinner. And so that's where our word for sinner came from. But she was known as a sinner. Somebody not only who had missed the mark, but she wasn't living up to the standards of what the Pharisees and those who were around him thought that we should be living. You know, but it tells us here in our our story, as she was 
you know, basically put in this beautiful oil upon Jesus. And when the Pharisees who had invited him saw this, he spoke to himself, while those within himself, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, speaking of Jesus, would know who and what manner of woman this is who's touching him, for she is a sinner. Can you imagine this guy so putting this lady down? Obviously, they must have ran, you know, their paths crossed one another or something that she knew of the, that he knew of the woman. But it's very condescending the way he was speaking about this woman. He goes, what's wrong with you? Don't you know that this sinner's even touching you? Oh, boy, this guy sure was missing the mark about Jesus. Aren't we glad that the touch of Jesus that he allows each and every one of us to come on unto him. In fact, he invites us, if you're heavy laden, if you're burdened down, Jesus says, come unto me. But the Pharisee didn't get it. That's why Jesus came, was to seek and to save those who are lost. And so our story goes out. It says, and Simon answered and said, I suppose the one whom he forgave more. And, oh, oh let me back up for a second. And Jesus answered and said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you, as he was calling him on the on this down. And he said, Teacher, say it. And there was a certain creditor who had two debtors. One owed him 500 denario and the other 50. And when they had nothing with which to repay, he freely forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him more? Think about that question for a moment. One owed a lot. The other fella didn't own, didn't own so much, too much, but neither one of them were in a place to repay. But yet, Jesus says, same, they were both forgiven. And then he asks them, which one would love him more or appreciate it more? And Simon said to him, I suppose the one who he forgave more. And he said to him, you have rightly judged. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, do you see this woman, otherwise the one that's been, been called a sinner, I entered your house and you gave me no water for my feet, but she's washed my feet with her tears and wiped them with, his, with her hair on her head. You gave me no kiss, but this woman has ceased to kiss my feet since the time I came in. You did not anoint my head with oil, but this woman has anointed my feet with fragrance oil. Therefore I say to you, her sin, which were many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. And so here Jesus is speaking. He's not condemning the woman or speaking down to the woman that she had free, lived a lifestyle that he said that she had sinned much. But the fact is, because she has sinned, there's grace and love that's waiting for her to be forgiven. See, forgiveness is for everybody. You might say, well, I've never really done much wrong. I've gone to Sunday school my whole life since the kid, since I was a child growing up. I really didn't know really a real problem. I wasn't wild. I wasn't partying. I wasn't going out, you know, with the friends and all that and trying to hit the bars and all that. When I got to be an adult life, I've actually lived a pretty moral life. Well, that's kind of what Jesus is saying. There are those who 
have lived and tried to live very good. But the fact is, is that all of us need forgiveness. All of us need a Savior. That's even from the Christmas story we hear, even as it tells us there in Luke chapter 2, for unto us is born this day in the city of David a Savior, a Savior who is Christ the Lord, who is our Messiah. And so here he's saying in verse number 48, he says, Then he said to her, Your sins are forgiven her, are forgiven. Can you imagine this woman? And she's sitting at the feet of Jesus. And Jesus just looking over to her and saying, Woman, your sins are forgiven. What great joy must have filled her heart. Great rest, great peace. The knowledge of the forgiveness of sin. And those who sat at table with him began to say to themselves, Who is this who even forgives sin? Then he said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Interesting story. As he concluded and as he looked at that woman, he says, you have something that so many people are lacking. You, you have faith. You believe in God, that God is a, a gracious and forgiving God, a God that's filled with mercy and grace. Do you believe in the God of the Bible? Do you say that? If that's the case, are you too rejoicing that this lady's, this sinner, as they called her, is born into the family of God. She is part of our family for eternity. I'm so glad. Because like her, I was too a sinner. I can imagine all of us could tell our story before we knew Christ. But the, the beauty is, is this week, this day, as we celebrate the great wonder of Jesus Christ being born into this world. May our hearts just be filled with joy and rejoicing that God had a plan to send a Savior for us. And his name is Jesus. And so, Lord, we do thank you. We thank you for the forgiveness that we have in Christ Jesus. We thank you for the knowledge of the truth that you've given us, that as, if we confess our sins, if we believe in our heart that God has raised them from the dead, that we too would be saved. So, Lord, help us, even like this woman in our story today, that we would put our faith and our belief in that beautiful work of forgiveness that's been given to us at Calvary. And so we praise you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. And so until next time, this is Pastor Terry. May God richly bless you. Thank you for taking part in today's program. We would love to hear from you. You can email us at terryreynolds at agapechapeloc.org. Again, that's terryreynolds at agapechapeloc.org. Or you can write us at Agape Chapel, P.O. Box 4023, Huntington Beach, California, 92647. May God richly bless you.